Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is James P. Friel. I am excited to bring you today uh, a, uh, a very special interview with a very special guest. Actually, he's not a guest. He's a co-host. Um, but last time uh, last time we talked, Justine and I, we, uh, we were talking about a whole bunch of things, and he left us all hanging with this, uh, this claim of greatness. And I'm super excited to finally hear uh, what what he was doing because uh, he he took something I think as a bit of a personal challenge, and I and Dean, you'll have to tell us whether you did this, uh, you know, just to prove a point, or I mean, I mean, I know you made you know six figures with this with this strategy, but I'm very excited to hear about uh, some of the recent things that you've been doing in your business. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show the one, the only. Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> Hello, world. <laughs> hey, James, how you doing? I'm great, man. I uh, I'm not even just saying it. When uh, when we had the last show, and you said, "Hey, I've been working on this strategy that's just like crushing it," and you didn't tell anybody, you didn't tell anybody what it was. I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, that's a great that's a great open loop to get everybody to come back, including me." Right. Yes. Well, I've got to keep you around. I've even had death threats lately because we forgot to bring it up again. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, from your mom? Really? That's awfully <laughs> surprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so as I understand it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you had a list of existing people on your people on your list, right. um, about fifty people, all of whom said. You know what we we don't have any more money to invest in our business, and I'm sure any of you guys listening to this has heard that excuse at least once, if not a thousand times, uh, right. in your career selling stuff, right? So you got this list of people who uh, who say, "No, I have nothing left to uh, to invest," and instead of saying, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to just pack it in. I'm not going to worry about that." You, my friend, <laughs> went back to the drawing board. Right. You said, how can I create the absolutely most irresistible offer possible on planet Earth? And next thing you know, five of those people spent 20 grand with you. <laughs> Am I getting the details of that right? Well, you, you got the right numbers, but the other way around. It was 20 people spent five grand. But, but. Oh, so, okay, okay. So for, for, the, for the benefit of the listeners, uh, just before we actually uh, started recording the show, you and I were like thinking, what, what was that thing? You, you kind of prompted me, right? What was that thing that you, you, we've been eagerly waiting to hear? And uh, I actually ended up forgetting one of the details. So we're going to have to actually take a big step backwards a moment. Um, All right. Because th- this, this process is, was actually even better than what I was about to share. So let me take you right back a moment. So I've got, uh, I've got many different lists of, from all different projects that I've done over the years. Now, my most valuable list is the people that have purchased products from me that have been anywhere from $200 to $10,000 plus, of course, right? Customers. Now, uh, a lot of the people that we actually work with as a business are people that are just in the very new startup phase. I'm talking about taking the people that are interested in having an online business, perhaps bought a few courses, tried a lot of stuff, but they're not actually getting anywhere. So one of the things I've been able to successfully do over the years is help those people because I was there myself at one stage and I've been able to teach them and educate them and give them everything they need to be able to start a business. Now, over the last maybe three years, we have about 1,400 people that fall into that category of people that have spent you know, $1,000 plus, whatever it might be. Now, uh, I actually surveyed these people. Now, this is probably going back uh, maybe a few months now. And one of the 
overwhelming pieces of feedback that continually came back from these people was, I am completely out of funds. I feel completely stuck and I don't know what to do now because I've spent everything I've got. I've got no more money to put in and I'm just at a loss here. I don't understand what's happening. And so uh, I thought, you know, a lot of people, like you just said, you know, a lot of people will hear the, the kind of response, call it an excuse if you want to be that blunt, where people say, I can't afford it. You know, so a lot of us... Exactly. That was the perfect sound. So like, <laughs> I, I think we've all heard it. You know, you offer, you know, high, high priced, you know, premium uh, programs in your business, James. I know probably a lot of our listeners do. And so therefore, one of the objections that we often face is I can't afford that. And I had an idea in my head that I actually wanted to help these people and make uh, a coaching opportunity available which is where this initial sort of outreach of a survey came from for us to get this data that everybody was saying, or a ton of people were saying, we, we don't have the money to do anything else. No matter what you offer me, I just can't afford it. Um, so hold on. So, so, you, so you took this, this list of 1,400, and that's yeah. the people that you were surveying, right? Am I tracking Correct. that right? Correct. Okay, got it. Yeah. So it was just a small group of people. Um, now, when we when we got this uh, sort of feedback in from the people that filled out the survey, you know, as as a sort of a coach or a trainer, whatever you would kind of put the label on, obviously, when you know that what you have can help someone, you know, I've I've had it firmly drilled into me and wholeheartedly believe that you truly do have you really should do everything in your power to get people to take you up on your thing. If you know that what you have can truly serve them and solve their problem, you shouldn't just accept the whole, I don't have the money for that nonsense, right? You, 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 need, to, you need to figure it out. And that's, that's kind of what I set out to do is, well, I've got these people. I know that I can help them. I know they're going to have to invest to get that help, but they're telling me that's absolutely not possible. Now, that to me sounded like a challenge. You know, how do I take <laughs> what I have and make sure they cannot say no. And uh, so began the challenge that I set myself. How do I create something so unbelievably irresistible that somehow, some way, money manages to appear for these people that didn't have any? Um, <laughs> and I know that I, I just want to make something clear because I know that might sound, I don't want that to come across in a sense of like, oh, I was just doing all I could to take money off people. You know, I was doing all I could to make sure that they could, they took me up on my offer because I knew they needed it. You know, and I mm. think there's a very big difference there, isn't there? You know, there's, you know, there's knowing, there's, there's people that perhaps use influence and persuasion and tactics to take money off people they shouldn't take money off, which is obviously clearly a, a sickening, horrible unethical way to go about business. But then there's the other side, people like, you know, like what you and I do, James, we know that when we speak with a lot of our potential clients, we know we can help a lot of the people we speak with. And it's about helping them to overcome any objections or barriers that they've created in their heads about why they can't possibly move forwards. Is that, mm -hmm. am I saying that in the right way? Yeah, 100%. And and I think the other thing here is that your your goal was to go back and say what can I what can I create that has so much value? Right. That it would be difficult for people to feel like they're going to fail. Exactly. Because because of all the help and support uh that I'm giving them. And you know, we're going to get to the result in a minute, but I think the result is a is a byproduct of people believing that that value was actually there and knowing that they had more confidence in their ability to get that result for themselves. Exactly. You got it. You got it. So here's kind of how I started this. Now, I didn't know at this stage what I was going to fully offer these people. I just know that they needed my help. And so I decided to create a bit of a survey. Now, this survey was made up of multiple questions that would basically allow me to find out more about how they felt they were stuck. So I would ask questions such as, you know, I, I asked them what their goals were, you know, to find out kind of where they would like to be. You know, so what are your goals? You know, what are you looking to accomplish? Why do you want a business? Those type of questions. But then more importantly, at least for my purpose, 
uh, I asked some questions that were specifically about finding out from them what it was that they felt was keeping them stuck. What did they feel their current challenges were that was stopping mm. them from reaching the goals that they told me they wanted? Okay. Now I sent this out and I probably from about the 1400 people, I think we had about 15 or so percent uh, people actually respond. So I had a good number of responses and I literally uh, printed out every response and I went through each and every single response because what I was looking for in this information was the common pain points and the common sticking points and challenges that my audience, my group of customers felt that they were stuck with what their challenges were, what they were, what was holding them back from achieving their goals. And as I was going through these, I was taking some notes and I noticed some common themes starting to appear. And I started noting all these different things. And it, it was surprising how similar a lot of my audience that I'd surveyed were. You know, they, they felt like they were struggling, for example, with how to do advertising they felt like they were stuck because uh, money was another objection. It was mentioned again there. You know, I'm stuck because I don't necessarily have the funds to advertise or the funds to get the help. You know, I feel like I'm lacking a plan. You know, I don't really know what to do. You know, a lot of people were saying I'm actually spending, you know, four, six, eight hours a day at the computer and getting nowhere. Um, so I started looking at all this. Now, long story short, what I decided to do was to actually come up with, based off of the feedback, the type of offer that I felt provided all the answers to the most common problems that these people were facing. Awesome. And so I made a bit of a, uh, I made a bit of a, I wrote a bit of an email out and I said to these people, look, I, and I, and I just was very honest with them. I said, I've gone through all of your responses over the last week. And there's a lot of common things that are coming out. Now I'm considering and this is what I said. You know, I didn't say I'm going to be offering you a coaching program. So I think there's a lot of subtle things that I did here that actually made this work because a, a sort of a, a very effective strategy, and I'm sure probably many people, including you, James, do different varieties of this or variations of this uh, in their business. I have found that rather than trying to sell people something, if I can create an environment whereby they feel that they have actually asked me to offer it to them, then I'm going to have a lot more success. Does that make sense or does that sound weird? No, that's absolutely right. Well, everybody wants to feel like the thing is their idea. Nobody, uh, nobody wants to feel like anything's being forced on them. Exactly. That's, that's brilliant. I yeah. love it. And so here's what I did. I sent out this first message after, after reviewing the, the feedback and I told them, look, I've gone through all of this and I can see a lot of common pain points and a lot of reasons that, that people are stuck and not getting the results they want. And so I know that you need some help. I think we can all agree that you need help because going at this alone, you've not been able to break through here. You've stayed stuck. And so, and I, and I, and here's what I said. I said, look, I can't make any promises, but I'm considering, I'm considering putting together a program for a small number of people where I can actually help you overcome all of this. I haven't, I said, I haven't worked out any details. I've at this stage, I don't even know what I could offer you, but I know you need my help. So if you would be interested in me spending the time to put some ideas together, hit reply to this email and let me know that you'd like to hear what I've got to say. <laughs> I love it. And that was it. That was pretty much it. No details, no information. And it was all very true, by the way. I honestly didn't yeah. know at this stage what I was going to do. I just know they needed me. Yeah. And so I sent this out. And again, this went out to the whole group of about 1,400, not just those that replied. Now, from there, if I remember the numbers correctly, I actually had about 300 people email me back. So these were now. So you had so you had more people email you back than had actually uh, filled out your survey questions in the first place. Correct. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? And so now I knew. Okay, people have asked me to to put something together. Now that's kind of how I viewed it. I've managed to now engineer a situation whereby these people that let's not forget two weeks previous said they had no money. 
right? Now they're asking me to put something together so they can hear what I've got to say. They're basically saying, make me an offer so I can look at it. If you, think, yeah, if you read absolutely. between the lines. And so now again, re- reviewing all the feedback that came in, I, I started to put together the plans for what I truly believe to be something that they could not say no to. Now, shall I tell you the specifics of what I actually put together? Or is that kind of a bit no, no point? I, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it would be helpful because I, what I want people to get from this episode today is, I mean, the, <laughs> dude, when we unpack this, I feel like we haven't even gotten to like <laughs> analyze this, this situation yet. It's so good. But I want people to, I want people to see, um, like maybe, maybe talk a little bit about some of the, some of the pains and problems that the people had and then what you put in the offer to help address that, to make that connection. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And I think there is quite a bit to this. So before we get to the end of the show, I, I, I think it would be helpful if I do like a, a more of a bullet point breakdown. I mean, right now, hopefully everyone's just kind of taking it in. I know it sounds like a lot, but if we really just look at what's happened so far, it was like an, a, a kind of broad survey to the audience, get some stuff in then survey them again based on you know more specific questions to find out their pain points and their you know their goals what they're looking to achieve and then follow up with the people so at this stage based on all the feedback that had come in i knew that the pain points that people were experiencing was for my audience they didn't know actually what to do so they actually lacked a plan you know they a lot of them mm. had the time they were spending the time at the computer trying to get progress trying to start and grow a business but they didn't really know what they were doing so they lacked a plan and because of that they felt alone they felt like they were just stuck they were getting overwhelmed they were getting frustrated they were completely confused and they they essentially needed somebody to just break the steps down and hand them a plan but then guide them through it because a lot of people in this situation was very evident to me that they felt completely alone. So not only did they not have the plan, they were completely alone in trying to figure it out. And so for me, what I, what I knew I needed to do was actually not just give them a plan and show them what to do, but actually to support them in, in doing it. So for me, I decided to actually put together an opportunity whereby I would show them what I would do if I were them with no audience no subscribers, no email list, no websites, no nothing. So I literally said, if I take myself right back to having nothing online, using only the knowledge in my head and show you what I would do each day, would that be of interest? So I was essentially saying to them, would you like to see me create the plan for you and that you then let you watch me implement it every single day for one hour a day? So I essentially created a solution, and there is a lot more to it than that, but I think it would just eat up too much time to go into the fine details. But essentially, I took all their pain points and provided an answer for every single one of them. So there was no, there was no object, there was no like barrier to them now being able to move past what was holding them stuck. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And so this is now where I started reaching out to them. Now, I think one of the, One of the big things that I did here that I really want to emphasize on this whole process is it wasn't your typical create an offer, send it out and hope for the best. This was done methodically and systematically over about a two week period. So before I even gave them the opportunity to order anything, we were about two weeks in. And this was all done via email, by the way. I didn't create a single video. I didn't do anything other than put typing in an email. Now, through the stages, we basically, over a two-week period, got to the stage where from the 1,400, we had about 300 or so, if I recall rightly, that had responded. We followed up with each of those with further details and told them, if you wanted to be on the shortlist for this opportunity, you need to tell me that you'd be interested in that. Now, from the 300, we had about 100, give or take, about 100. And I decided that I was actually just going to work with 50 people in this program, create a six-week program, and only charge, by the way, I decided to only charge $1,000 for this. Hmm. So by the time we actually gave them a link to the shopping cart to order, it had been, like I say, maybe 10 to 14 days. 
And they'd actually gone through a process where they told me their pains. They told me why they were stuck. They'd asked me to, to tell them details of a solution I could provide. I'd put together further details of it and sent it to those people that had raised their hand. Now, from there, I told them to tell me if they wanted to actually be shortlisted to be invited into the program, which about 100 people did. We then took the 100 people and I told them the fine details of the offer. Here's what you're going to get and here's how much it's going to cost. But I'm only accepting 50 and right now 100 people are on this shortlist. And so I told them at this day, at this time, I'm going to open the cart and it's first come first serve at $1,000 a piece. Now we actually sold that out in a few hours when we gave them the link. You sold all 50 spots. We sold all 50 spots. Brilliant. But that's just phase one. <laughs> right? So we made so we did that process of identifying their pains, getting them to sh- express a small amount of interest, you know, very low risk amount of interest in getting help to solve those pains. And following up then with those people, bringing them essentially down a path whereby at each stage they would make these sort of micro commitments, whereby we were just reducing the the bucket of people is kind of how I look at it. We were reducing the numbers of people we were speaking at at each stage of this campaign. But the further into the campaign they came, the more obviously keen they were to get their hands on it. You know, to the point where literally these 50 people must have been sat there waiting for that link to arrive in their inbox. Literally, the moment it landed, you know, the sales just started flooding in. And with a few... How long, how, long before, uh, how long before you sold all 50 spots? It was within a matter of about six or eight hours. Oh, that's amazing. I think the big takeaway from this really is like the process that we went through to, to get the information from them. So they told us why they needed help, really. If you think, if, you, if we simplify this, we surveyed an audience of people that told us why they need help. And then we really, if we really want to simplify it, we provided the, an irresistible solution that took away all those pains. But we did it through these stages where it built the desire up and then they knew there was just a, a finite number of places and they were aware of when they could claim their place. Now, that worked so effectively that I decided that it didn't need to stop there. And I agree with you there. Right? <laughs> totally, yeah. So, so here's what happened next. So I delivered that course, okay? So I delivered that. It was, it was a six-week process, and I worked with those 50 people. Now, and here's, here's a really, really interesting thing. Now, as, I, as we kind of started this show, right, these were people that already told me they financially couldn't afford any help. 50 of those people spent $1,000, Okay. And I, you know, the the key is here is that I'm massively over-delivered, but we're going to take that as a given that anybody listening that offers products or services is the best at what they do. And they're always looking after their audience, right? So take that as a given that I obviously massively delivered the goods and and they loved it. But let's bear in mind, these are now 50 people that had just spent a thousand dollars, but still people that saw themselves as not having any funds. Now, here's the thing. When that program came to an end, as actually is quite typical when we do any coaching programs, everyone was kind of sad to see it come to an end. You know, everybody loved the support they got through that six-week process, and they were sad to see it end, right? And a lot of people at that stage, they actually worry that if they get now left to their own devices, how are they, how are they going to you know, carry on? You know, they enjoyed the atmosphere. They enjoyed the accountability, in that environment. And it's kind of scary for them now, if you think about it, that they're now going to be sort of leave the nest and be left alone. And that's kind of how they felt. And and this is where I thought, you know, well, that campaign worked so well. And I was able to help these 50 people. But I kind of see the opportunity to to keep going. And so I decided to go through the same process again, now only with 50 people. So this time I took the 50 people that had just come through that $1,000 program and I started the process again. And a week after the program had ended, I sent an email 
and this was this was all very true, by the way. I said, over the last week since the program ended, I've received two emails from a couple of the participants in the program uh, basically uh, saying how sad they were it was over. And I said, look, I'm not making any promises, but it gave me a thought at the weekend. Would you like me to consider making something available whereby this doesn't have to come to an end and you don't have to carry on this process alone where we could potentially carry on working together. Now, I can't make any promises, but I'm just asking for your feedback if you think you'd like me to spend the time to consider some options. Now, from just the 50 people that we sent that out to, about 35 of them responded and said they would like to hear more. Well, and I just want to pause there because that is such a uh, testament to the value that they got from the original program. Right. Yeah. And that's, right? that's, I think, the, you know, I've, I've realized this over the years, you know, with, and, and you'll be the same, James, with, with your funnels, you know, in different things that you've done in the businesses you're involved in. We, we know as product providers or service providers that the money isn't really made on the initial purchases. The money is made from the long-term relationship with the customer, right? By the, by yeah. generating repeat customer and bringing them back. And so, I think there is there is a big sort of takeaway there from everybody is that you you have to be focused on over delivering at every stage because people will then naturally always want more. And that's that's like you say, you know, that that's what that really proved because let's not forget these are still the same people that said 2 months earlier they had no money to do anything. Right. Right. So I think I think we still have to remember that fact that these were people that said they could not financially afford to get any further help. Now they'd already spent $1000 here at this stage and now 35 of those 50 now said they would be interested in hearing what I would have to offer. So you see the same process it's exactly what I did before only this time I actually because they were further down the process I didn't have to ask them, you know, why are you stuck, you know, I didn't have to dig into the pain points because I'd already knew those bits. So I could kind of bypass the first one or two stages of what I'd done before and now get straight to the, look, I've had this message. I'm considering thinking about doing more. Would you like me to consider doing more? You know, so now yeah. we've jumped straight to the stage of raising their hand with interest and saying like, yes, Dean, please basically offer me something so I can consider it. And so this time I decided that I was going to create a higher level opportunity. Um, and this time, you know, long story short, I was going to make them an offer for $5,000 and I was only going to make it available to 20 people. Now, we went through the exact same stages. So no point kind of repeating what I've said. It was the same thing. I told them about the idea. I said, email me back if you want to be shortlisted to hear more. We went through this process. And uh, long story short, uh, I gave them, I went through the same process. I told them, this is the date that I'm going to give you the link to secure your place. Again, no sales videos, no webinars, none of that usual stuff. No phone call, by the way right? Everybody, you always think, well, anything, you know, I've certainly found this, anything over sort of two, $3,000, you've got to have a phone call, no phone call. We dropped the link and bear in mind, this is now only to 50 people. Okay. We dropped the link to the shopping cart. Now this time, bit disappointed. It took a little longer. Um, we sold out 20 places at $5,000 just through email in five or six days. Wow. So all told, you know, yeah, the, the money's great, but what we managed to really do is to make such irresistible offers to people that we knew we could help solve their problems that 50 people that said they had no money and couldn't afford any help no matter what was offered to them actually were able collectively to spend $150,000 and get the help they needed, more importantly. That's amazing. That's amazing. Like, there's so many things that I love about this, Dean. And I didn't even know this whole story. I only knew the highlights <laughs> that you shared. This is so much better than I could have even imagined. Um, first of all, like, think about, think about where most people are. 
uh, and what you what you proved. And I love that you took this as a challenge because a lot of people would be like, "Oh, they said they don't have the money. I'm just gonna like I must have the wrong people, right?" right? Um, but but the first thing is the list of people that you sent this to wasn't very big in the first place. It was only fourteen hundred by by nobody's measure. Is that a big list? Correct. Yeah. Right. So first of all, that was the thing. And second of all, these are the people who said, "Hey, I've got, I've got no, I've got no cash. Sorry, um, nothing we can do." And I think one one of the things that I've been a hundred percent guilty of, and I think most of us are, is that we come up with all of these ideas for offers, and then we concoct all these, you know, fancy ways of selling them. But what you did was you just went and you just had a very simple conversation with people. Exactly. And and that's the brilliance of this is its simplicity. Uh it's just uh it's just absolutely amazing. I love this. And I love that you, at the end of the day you were selling 5k programs without a phone call, without a webinar, or without anything except the link yeah. from an email from you. That's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and there's you know, for me what was amazing about this? Because, yeah, I guess you could say in a way it was a bit of an experiment. Like, what do I have to do to get these people to say yes? Because I know they need to say yes. They're telling me no. I need to turn that around. Okay. And there's a few sort of big takeaways that I, I get from this. And one of those is, is huge, is that people don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. And I, and I suppose yeah. like a simple analogy of this is, you know, nobody needs a Ferrari to get around. Nobody needs a Bentley. Nobody needs a, a Lamborghini, right? You you have speed limits on the roads anyway. Nobody needs one, but they sell because they want them. And And when you think about things in that way, it allows you to actually realize where a lot of your focus needs to go. I mean, we've done some shows recently, haven't we, with, you know, some conversion rate optimization people. We've, you know, experts and specialists, people in, you know, that focus heavily on split testing and all that stuff. And, you know, we, we, I sort of said, said the same point there because obviously of these recent experiences we've had is that, you know, obviously split testing and all that kind of stuff is very important. But a lot of people, I think, they, they focus in the wrong areas, you know, what we did is we only focused on the offer. I didn't have a sales page. There wasn't a video. There wasn't a buy button. There was nothing to split test. So I only had yeah. one thing to focus on. And that was to create an offer so good that they couldn't say no. Like they had to go and find the money. They had to. They had no choice because it was so good that they would know they would be a fool to walk away from this. It's like somebody pulling up outside in, in a brand new Ferrari four five eight or whatever and walking in my office door and saying, look, here's the keys. You give me 20 bucks and you can have this. I'm not gonna say no. I can't say no to that. Now if somebody walked in and said, look, I need two hundred thousand dollars, you can have this, I'm gonna say, look, bad timing, Buster. I've got a new car out there. I don't need what you've got. But if they told me to give them 20 bucks for it, I'm gonna buy it. Even, even if I had to run mm -hmm. through and borrow that money off somebody, I'm going to go and find that 20 bucks. And I think, I think like that's one of my key takeaways from this entire process is if you are not having success with what you're offering, yeah, there's pr there could be many different problems. But I would always, always now start with the offer. How can I strengthen the offer I'm making to the point where they cannot say no. And I don't think I don't think there's any change in in headline, logo design, color of buy button that could make a bigger difference as strengthening the offer you give to your audience. 100%. So so good. That's such good advice. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. That that might possibly be some of the most sensible and wise stuff that I've said since we literally began the greatest podcast show on earth. <laughs> I think you might be right, actually. <laughs> Normally I just talk crap and or say nothing at all. <laughs> I don't even, I, just so you guys know, listening, this is in fact the same Dean Holland that's on the show every <laughs> single week. I know. I know it's surprising to you also. Right. Um, and this, this, is, this is the problem that our audience might now find. If you get me talking about something that, you know, I've got a lot of experience in, then you, you 
probably won't shut me up. <laughs> oh man, that's so good, Dean. So, so what are the um, what are the implications for you going forward with this? Like, you've got you know other lists and all this other stuff. Can you um, you know? Because my mind goes to okay, cool. Well, if you get people who show up on that list, you might as well just start running this type of sequence on on that list definitely on a, on a re- regular basis definitely and that's kind of one of the things now because uh um i know we've joked about it in the past james when we've been in sort of mastermind groups but uh and, and i bet some of the listeners can can relate with this one of the crazy things we tend to do as business owners is we run something that works and then we never do anything with it again <laughs> it's kind of like oh that was great yeah, now what great. else can i try <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a good time. Let's move on to other things. Yeah, now. right. <laughs> oh, you've got this campaign <laughs> totally. that works amazingly well. What are you going to do with it? Well, forget it. <laughs> I'm going to tell that as a war story at some point in the future. That right. oh, back in the day, I did this. Right. <laughs> and 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 I think I think it's a great point that now we've got this process and we did it twice and it was pretty much identical both times. So we really can set this up now as an evergreen process. And this, this, I, this I don't think is, is only valuable for like high ticket. I think this is valuable for anything. Like if you've got yeah. people that have never bought a product from you, which we've all, we've all probably got lists of, you know, I think I've got lists of hundreds of thousands that have never converted. And I think the, it, I don't know if I believe that there is such a thing as a non-buyer. And this is probably a whole nother conversation for another day, but, um, I believe everybody is a buyer. Like everybody goes to the store and buys groceries and clothes. So like everybody is a buyer really. So like, why haven't they bought from you? And this is now where I'm starting to think because it it truly has been a massive wake up call that if I can get people that said they had no money to give me $6,000, which if you look individually, those people gave me Mm $6,000. If I can get them to do that, then there has to be a way to get somebody that hasn't spent a dollar with me to spend 10. Yeah. And, and so yeah. this is where we're now going to start looking is all our un- unconverted efforts, all our leads that we've gathered over the years and the months and the weeks, like how do we make them an offer so strong that will bring them into our business? Because I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a key part of this process that we necessarily haven't touched on. If I were to have offered the $5,000 thing first, would it have worked? We can't say without trying, but I would be suspicious to think the answer to that would be no, because it would Mm -hmm. be a big step first. Why why I think that second campaign works so well is because those people that had spent a thousand bucks got so much value they didn't want that to end. They wanted more from me. And it's, it's it's your typical kind of ascension model, isn't it? Only we were talking at a higher price point. But if we were to take well, that- not just not just a higher price point, Dean. Like the numbers are incredible. Like most people say, okay, cool to get people from you know my low ticket thing to my high ticket thing. You know we're gonna get you know a single digit percentage or you know maybe low you know ten fifteen percent or something like that. Right? right? You had you had seventy percent of the people who bought the the thousand dollar thing say, hey, I want more info, right. and forty percent of them actually purchased and you probably could have sold more but you said you were going to cap it at 20 spots but those numbers are absolutely outrageous in terms of ascension right yeah yeah you're right i didn't even really think that too much yeah yeah definitely and i think i think like if you take that approach and you go backwards like what if for example here's what i'm now thinking what if people that had opted in you know you know um you know, we spoke about this in the past, so but we'll we'll say it anyway. I use a lot of free plus shipping offers to convert my prospects into customers. And but there's a lot of people that haven't even took me up on those that have came into our world. I'm thinking now, well, what if the people that don't buy? So if I were to put them through a seven day sequence to get them to order that product, and they do not, the people that don't. What if I were to take them and do the same kind of process, like a survey? Look, I've been offering you this for the past seven days, doesn't look like you've taken me up on it. 
Um, I'd like to find out a bit more about this. I'd like to find out where you feel you're stuck so that I can see how I can better help you because clearly how I've tried so far hasn't caught your attention. And taking those people through a similar process and then really leading to the stage where I just strengthen the offer I've made them. You know, and, and, and what that will allow me to do, just like I did in this scenario, the, the power in doing it is that you don't just run a pointless survey. You actually spend the time to go through the responses and find out what people are stuck with. What is the pain point? Because clearly in that scenario, the offer that I had been making hasn't hit their pain point, hasn't made them feel like I can take it away. And so I think there is so much opportunity now to take this same approach, this same style of campaign and run it in all different areas of the business. If they didn't convert to a customer and they're just a lead on my list, run them through a sequence to find out why, what they're looking to do, what I didn't answer for them perhaps, and then strengthen my offer. Mm. No, and then do it with the people. You know, once I've got a customer, my aim is to actually get them to ascend to a product that's $3,000. But obviously, there's a lot of customers that don't ascend. Let's now plug that campaign in. I've been offering you this opportunity for the last seven days. Doesn't look like you took me up on it. I'd like to find out more and find out what you're stuck with online so I can further help you and see how I can better serve you than I've already been doing so. You know, yeah. find out, dig in at each different stage. And I think... As you start looking at things that way, like there is so much clearly, like clearly, if we if we were only to think on a revenue basis, like we just generated one hundred and fifty thousand dollars from people that said they have no money to spend. Like, look how much opportunity is sat there in the audiences that we've already paid to build. Every every yeah. person on our list, every prospect, every customer every unconverted person or even converted person at a small level, every person that we have in our audience, we have paid in one way or another to acquire, whether that's through time investment or money investment. So we have to get the biggest return whilst making the biggest impact. And I think hopefully what what we can all take from this, and I hope the listeners are able to break down slightly what I've said, because I know I've probably thrown a lot out in the air right now, and hopefully you can kind of pick up the, the balls as I'm juggling them. <laughs> um, but I think what, what we can take above all from this is that you should never give up or stop asking the questions with the audience you've built, because they have the money to spend. They just haven't been given the right reason to spend it. And they came to you in the first place for a reason. Definitely. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the thing. Everybody, everyone in your audience has a problem they're seeking to solve. Just for some reason so far. It doesn't mean it's always a no. Just right now so far with what you've shown them hasn't connected the dots for them to pull that trigger. But if you keep finding out why and strengthen the offer until the point where they cannot say no anymore. I think the way I look at it, imagine you've got like a scale or like a, do you call it, would you have like a seesaw in the US, James, or is that like a UK thing on like a park, you know, where you've- Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, I, so like- 100%. Imagine as a, as a visual aid to this, imagine that like you've got your offer on one side of the seesaw and the, the potential customer on the other side. Like when they're saying no, they're seeing that there is more weight on their side and the offer hasn't been tipped in their favor yet. And if you keep loading that scale to the point where eventually it tips and they cannot say no because there is so much value on the other side for them compared to what you're asking in return, you're only ever going to get better results and help more people. And that's where I, that's where I think to put everything that we've done in, in this process in simple terms, it is to strengthen the offer to the point where people cannot say no anymore. No, this is, this is amazing, man. Um, absolutely amazing. And I think, you know, I heard one of my first mentors a long time ago, he said, you know, the key to making money as an entrepreneur is to find out what people want, go and get it and give it to them. And, and, uh, I was like, man, that sounds so simple, but like, how do you do that? Right. Right. And, you know, back, you know, whenever that was almost 10 years ago, I guess. And I think what you've done here is like exactly that. Find out what people want, go and create it for them and give it to them. 
Right. And, and that, and the numbers, I mean, you can't argue with these numbers. I mean, uh, uh, you know, list of 1400 people, you averaged over a hundred dollars per person on that list of 1400 people who said they had no money to pay you anything. Right. That's amazing. And you didn't build any funnels. Like you didn't build any funnels. You didn't drive any traffic. Like there was nothing fancy about it at all. Right. Yeah. And so like, and I think this is just such a, such an amazing case study for everybody listening, you know, cause the common objections that, you know, that I think you and I encounter with people is, uh, well, my list isn't big enough or people don't have money or I don't know how to build funnels or I don't know how to do this. Like this is so simple. It wipes all of that, those objections away. That's what I love about it. And clearly you were delivering massive, crazy value to people which is why your ascension rates were so good, right? Like if you if that initial offer only sounded irresistible, but it turned out to be bullshit, right? You would have never gotten those those that second batch of people to upgrade to your next thing. Exactly. Like it never would have happened. They would never have been like, oh, I just spent a thousand dollars with him, but it was totally crap. Right. I'm going to spend another five. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like that wouldn't have happened. And so that's like a testament to. You know, it's not just saying it's an irresistible offer. It's it's making one that is and delivering and over delivering on the promise, and then continuing the conversation. And I, and the other thing that I, that just strikes me as as so cool about this is I feel like many internet marketers are almost afraid of talking with their people, right? Um, Right where they're like, oh, like I got to put up this landing page and I got to do all these different things, and I hope that they buy because I don't really want to have to talk to them. Yeah, <laughs> and and you actively engage in a conversation, albeit through email, with these people, and so there was a dialogue. And <clears throat> you know, I think about the, um, uh, you know, the one of the habits in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is seek first to understand. And all too often, we're guilty of seeking to get our idea out there. And, and your success here is just, it's, it's stunning in one regard, and it's completely unsurprising on another level, right? Because you did. You, you sought to understand. And then thinking about another principle in that book, you created a win-win. Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, but, but you did it in mass and you did it, you know, with, uh, you know, with email, which is totally unconventional to be able to sell a $5,000 product by email. <laughs> um, even a thousand dollar one to be totally honest. Yeah. Right? Especially when you can like no sales page or anything. So it was purely email. Yeah. It's just, um, I, I could not be happier that we had this episode. Right. <laughs> I'm ready to do this. <laughs> And I'm just like, man, I'm, I am just inspired. And for you guys listening, if you're not inspired, you, you are definitely in the wrong business. <laughs> um, cause this is pure solid gold right here. This is absolutely amazing. Dean. <laughs> so if, if you want to hear me tell more stories like this, of course, they got to go and leave us a review on iTunes and say, we want to hear Dean's voice more. Cause otherwise I might just not talk yeah. now for another three episodes. Cause I feel like I, I overdid it a bit today. Another three episodes. We've we've done over fifty episodes. This is the first time I think I've heard you get this heated and passionate about anything. <laughs> so I'm going to have to pull more Except of this. For- you know, I think we I think we'll have to gauge response because I'm doing I'm doing wacky tests and trials like this all the time and find interesting things out all the time. So you know, people have got to let us know if they enjoy this type of content, and we may have to prepare some more. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I agree with that. Send, leave us a review. Send us a message. Uh, let us know, um, you know, if you found value in this sort of thing. And and I think you and I have been talking, you know, a little bit uh, about this type of stuff over the last few mm-hmm. months. Is you know, I love I love having our guests on. Like we've had some amazing guests just in the last couple episodes that haven't even aired yet. Um, you know, from from branding experts to people advising on legal matters and like all these different mm-hmm. things. Um, but I, but I love finding, you know, getting in the trenches and like talking about what we're up to, um, and giving those insights to people because I, I really think, uh, you know, that can help a lot of people as well. And so, uh, yeah, leave us, give us some feedback, you guys, we'd, we'd love to hear from you and find out how, uh, how this is useful. And if you want us to do more of this, if you hate hearing this type of stuff, <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe your mom hates hearing this. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know, Dean. <laughs> 
She's like, oh, there's my son going on and banging on and on again about his. <laughs> and I think I think this is emailing. also now we we just keep breaking records here. This is this the longest show ever published on just the tips? This is yeah. This is the we've never broken the fifty minute right. mark before. Um, but I I could not in good conscience stop this show <laughs> until now. Yeah, it was just too good. Yeah, well, there we have it, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, you might have to uh, to anyone listening, you might have to listen to this one back again and take notes on it, and just really write the pieces down because if you if you write those stages down that we went through, and then you just do this with your existing audience, you you are going to increase your revenue, and you are going to help more people. You you it it, it will not fail. Like it, it just cannot fail because you're finding out, like you just said there, James, you're finding out, you know, how people are stuck and you're providing them that solution. And it really is as straightforward as that. Find out what they need and get it for them. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be very bold in saying that this episode should be everybody's playbook for their marketing. Like there is absolutely no reason to not implement what was discussed here today. You find out more about what your customers really want. You have an opportunity to impact them. You have an opportunity for revenue. And the cost of implementation is like next to nothing. So like there is like this, this is, this is how to maximize uh, what you're working with. And if you're not implementing this strategy, and I'm also speaking to myself and I'm going to have a call with my team here in about an hour, um, we're 100% doing this. There's no, there's no question about it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, there you have it, guys. Yeah. Laid out the plan. There it is. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Dean. I, you know what? I, uh, I feel like on our outro today, um, we need one more trumpet fanfare <laughs> because this was so good. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for listening today. Uh, leave us some feedback. Tell us, uh, tell us what you think about this, um, this episode. And I am James P. Friel signing off with my amazing co-host, the one, the only, Dean Holland. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.